0: Welcome to Crikey Gems Podcast. I'm a creative living in Southampton, UK. I make doll's clothes, jewellery, knitted items and candles and I live with chronic health conditions. I'm Gem Swallow. Welcome to Crikey Gems Podcast. Hi guys and welcome to what I believe is the third episode of season two of Crikey Gems Podcast. Hi, I hope that you're doing well. So I figured that I couldn't let this week go by without doing an episode, and it kind of marries in with the subject that I'm going to be talking about. But before we get stuck into it, I'm going to address the elephant in the room, okay? I'm going to address that which is the sound you might be hearing from this podcast episode. Okay, so... I have had to upgrade my tablet that's where I kind of podcast from I don't do laptops because to be quite honest the light that they give off doesn't do well with my migraine so I have a upgraded tablet and I'm using the same microphone so what I'm going to do is Future episode, hopefully episode four, I'm gonna be working with a new episode, a new episode, a new microphone, one that my brother bought me for Christmas just past. I'm hoping that might even give a little bit of a different feel to the podcast as well, because I'll have to change the setup my end. So right now, you're probably listening to this podcast and thinking, "Wow, Gem, you sound like a bit like an old radio station." Yeah, I just played it back. I know. So (laughs) that's the elephant in the room addressed. Okay. So, you just can have to bear with me. Nonetheless, though, I hope that you enjoy this episode. And uh, yeah, let's get stuck in. So, the past few days, if I'm being honest, I mentioned summer in June, which I believe was the last episode. And I said that down here in the UK, or over here in the UK, depending on where it is in the world you are listening from, we, are here, we were having a miniature heat wave. And we're now in the first week of June. So this podcast is actually being transmitted, I guess you could say, on the 4th, and we are still having this heatwave. For some, it's great, you know, digging out shorts, digging out t-shirts, and be like, yes, gone are the days of knitted items, you know, gone are the days of, of, I don't know, ponchos and massive cardigans, now we can whip out the denim shorts and the dungaree dresses and what have you, which is great. The only thing is though, that when you have chronic fatigue syndrome and migraine, you're thinking, oh, will this ever end? So that's where I'm kind of at right now. I just have gotten over a few days of having a really bad migraine. It started that I had this really weird smell that I could smell, right? I rarely get this, but I had this really weird smell. If you're a migraine sufferer, you'll probably know what I mean. I just smell petrol. I said to my mum the other day, can you smell petrol? She couldn't. And in the back of my mind I thought, warning, warning, danger, danger, and I thought, don't be silly, that really ever happens to me, it happened. So um, I've been dealing with migraines and chronic fatigue as well, it got so bad last night that I'll be honest and I'll, I'll turn around and say that I ended up having to cry last night because it got so intense. But I'll probably be talking about that in a future episode. So if you are a migraine sufferer or a chronic fatigue syndrome sufferer and you just found this podcast, then hello and welcome to Quirky Chems. <laughs> that leads me on another subject. But um, you know what? Let's leave that for the next episode because I'm going to be kind of doing a rundown of things that have happened. So um, for this episode... We're going to be talking about something that crosses my mind when I have chronic fatigue syndrome. It seems to be out of all my conditions, this one thing, this one subject, this one thing keeps reoccurring. So I thought it would be a good idea to address it and to nail down the beast and say, I know it. You know, I'm aware that you are there and I don't like it. Now I'm a poet and didn't know it, but the thought process of what goes into it. So we're going to be talking about inclusiveness. If you're on social media, you might be on uh, Instagram or Twitter. It might be something that you see floating around on there. And to be honest, to me, I'm there going, yes, let's talk about this, because it's something that affects all of us. In my mind, right everyone's got their different situations in their lifestyle okay for me i'm unable to work because all my conditions are like no stay in your place you're not working are you crazy my mind wants to work my mind is thinking okay you know i have qualifications i have experience and much like everybody else that had an education I went down that same path, and this is something that I talk to my other half about constantly, because I'm trying to find something, it's like having a wrecking ball, and you're trying to break through that brick wall, you're trying to figure out, why do I keep thinking about this, and it's only ever when I'm having a fatigue flare up, so... My mind thinks, usually the fatigue takes hold physically, and you feel bogged down, literally. I don't mean like, oh, you know, I really just can't be fucked, you know, excuse my French, but hey, I just can't be bothered. Really, it's kind of like, it's, in my mind, CFS or ME is a neurological condition. I know, because I have another one, I have migraines. But for me, you can actually feel it taking hold. For me, it starts at the base of my neck, and then I feel like someone standing behind me and pulling over a really heavy, thick blanket and saying, go on, Gem, go about your life, girl. Forget about the blanket, it's fine. That's what it's like to me. I am in my early 30s as well, and I'm of the mind that you might have kind of got a little bit about my background if you listen to episode one of season two, which was hysterectomy. So I don't know if it's something that's kind of going about. I don't know if like, you know when people mention they have like a midlife crisis? I was saying to my other half, I wonder if that's what's happening to me. I don't think it is. The reason why I mention this is because I'm much like everybody else. I had an education I, when I was in secondary school, I had to go on a part-time timetable because I was suffering from migraines. They came about when I was an adolescent. I talked a lot about this um, in the episode I did with Claire Bell Make. So if you want to go back to um, series one, it should be there. I don't have the episode number, but if you scroll down my podcast episodes, you'll find it. And we talked about how when we were adolescents, migraines came into our life. For me, when i hit 12 i wish i'd known where my life was going to take me i just thought i was going to have migraines and that was going to be it you can live a kind of a life with migraines if it allows you to independent on the migraines you have for me i found that i had migraines when i hit 12 they were okay, you know, sometimes I went months without them, I hit 25, they came back with a vengeance, and then my life went kind of tipped up from the age of 25, and I'm now in my early 30s, and for me, I kind of think, it's kind of like being in a rat race, and, or, it's kind of like, imagine you're in an event, right, you, maybe something like Glastonbury or a festival, and you're looking around, and everyone's got like a neon, Bracelet to say they're allowed in you're looking down at your wrist and you don't have it and you're thinking where do I have to go to get it? that's kind of like When you have an illness that prevents you from doing things, it's kind of you're looking around at everyone else You're seeing people going off and having great careers. You know, I I was building up to have a career in radio Um, Arts and craft had always been a part of my life if I'm being honest from as Young as being able to walk, I remember I'd find something, and I was mystified by it, and I was interested in it, and my mum used to really, you know, she would encourage it. She'd kind of buy me little sets to build, and I remember having a memory of me and my brother with a perfume-making set, so it's kind of like, the creativity had always been there. When i go through a bad patch, creativity was always there, kind of my kind of distraction, but a good distraction, however, career-wise, when I was 17, I was introduced to the world of radio, and I went along to a voluntary radio station, and they gave me a home, they made me feel included, they made me feel special, because no one else I'd known done radio, no one else I'd known, and it was kind of, you know it was great i was in this place where i was like everybody else i was presenting i i love the fact this little red light used to come on and i was in charge much like when you do a podcast you're in charge of the ship you know and you have the will and it's up to you to make your guests feel safe and secure and to get the best from them by asking thought-provoking questions and so on and so forth and radio was where i was going to go If I'm being honest, that was where my career path was going to go. And I figured this is great. I knew what I was going to do. I was going to go through volunteer radio. Then I was going to graduate into maybe commercial radio and build a life in that. You know, learn to drive a car. I didn't mind where I was living. I was living with my mum. It was great, you know. um, Have a relationship, maybe further down the line. If it were to happen, have kids. And build a life around this idea of... I got to where I wanted to go because my life had led me down that path. When I started out, I um I was able to go into a commercial radio station and they were trying to get the feel of whether I was an okay fit. However, chronic fatigue started to play a part. I didn't realise it at the time. I was suffering from it. And so I kind of felt like I had to let it go because it was voluntary. I wasn't getting paid, and I was spending an awful lot of money getting there. And I wasn't really getting much. I was kind of like waiting on night shows to see am I are they going to take me on, or do I have to look for something else? I've got to know because I feel kind of like I'm wasting my time here. And after this, the recession hit, and my my generation, we were you know I was I was let go of college because I wasn't enjoying the course. And I was kind of thrown into this adult world where I had gone from secondary school, which is kind of like the build-up to the adult world, isn't it? I've gone from secondary school to, you know, the whole thing of we're preparing you for the world of work to being in, like, the, this massive adult-filled world and not knowing what to do. It was this stress, I believe, that caused my other conditions. I still sit on the fence with that because I think, are they genetic, or is it stress-induced? So I really don't know where to kind of sit with that. I'm still trying to work that out. But in my mind, I'm thinking, as a this. I mean, let's say I'm in my mid-30s. I'm not far off. So as a mid-30s, you know, for lack of a better word, I hate the term, but millennial, it's kind of like I'm looking around and thinking... When I have a fatigue flare up, I should not be here. I should not be in this place in time where nobody else is in this place in time. You know, you're looking around and maybe you see people you used to know, or maybe, you know, it could be old school friends. You're looking, you're thinking, I should be where you are. I should have that career. I should have that place where I know where the next wages are coming from. I don't have to worry about being assessed every year because someone doesn't believe I have an illness. Or the fact that, you know, I, I shouldn't have to worry about can I leave the house today? Can I make it home alright? Have I got enough pain meds? This really shouldn't happen. When we think of inclusiveness, a bunch of things might go through your head. So you might think of like an age restriction, you know. I mean, we've all been there. You're a teenager, you might want to go somewhere, but you're too young. Everyone else is like, yeah, we're going to this gig. You can't go because you're too young. So we all have like a taster of that. Or maybe you grew up with older siblings. They were going to do something like, you're too young, dude. You know, go play with your toys. That kind of thing. It's kind of similar, but the thing is, you're an adult now. But you still don't get a say. You don't get a say over what happens to your body or what happens to your life. And for someone that has gone and gone through the education system, much like everyone else, it's terrifying. When I have endo pain, endo is a disease, and it's something I don't have control over. When I have endo pain, and I, I'm crawling about in my bed because I can't find a comfortable spot, and I have tears streaming down my face, and I'm thinking, how am I going to make it through the night? Again, I think, okay, you know, I have heavy periods on my mum's side of the family. It's something I can't change. I was born a female. However, it's like what makes me so different? When it comes to inclusiveness, I'm of the mind that you fit into these two kind of these you fit into this arena, but there's like a spectrum. And in my head I keep saying, I'm not thriving. You know, I'm not where I wanted to be. I didn't even know this place existed, yeah? I had a taste of it when I was a teenager, but I didn't think I'd have to live here. And I'm not dead, either. And there's this bit in between where you're surviving when you have pain and fatigue, you can't think straight, and you're surviving, much like anyone else that gets pain. You're trying to get from one moment to the next, but you're also thinking, how in God's name did I flaming wheel get here? When I do it, I get angry, and I, I want to make whatever energy, I'm very spiritual, but whatever energy out there, because I'm thinking, we're a world full of energies, if we can put a man on the flaming moon, why can't they find a cure for this shit, you know? And for me, it's like, when I look at inclusiveness, and I think, I'm in my 30s, I have experience, I have I have an experience of a, as an event manager. I have experience of leisure and tourism, and they all marry into each other. By rights, a lot of us should have great careers, a lot of us should be happy, a lot of us should be thriving in what social, you know, social circles or society thinks, Well, you have all these qualifications, you know, you should have this glittering career. We don't all want to be rich and famous, but we want to feel secure in a lifestyle that we built up so much to get. And it's like, when you have chronic illnesses, no one hands you a trophy. If you have endometriosis and you're in pain and you're waiting, how long does it, you know, how, I took a pill two hours ago, how long do I have to wait to take another one? No one hands you a trophy at the end of the time and say, God, girl, you went through the mill there, here's a trophy for you. It doesn't happen. With everything else in life, it seems that if you do a good job, you get a pay rise if you carry a baby for nine months you get a baby at the end of it you know you kind of have you have all these steps that give you something recognition for i believe when you have chronic illness there is little recognition and i think society doesn't accept it i think we're slowly pushing that glass wall and saying we are here you know we've always been here you're gonna have no choice but to listen to us because we are a part of society We're not going to walk away into a dark room and you're never going to see us again because we are people. We have something to offer. And it's something that, when I think about inclusiveness, I think it's disgusting that in this day and age, we have technology, you know, we have technology by our side. We have some form of device. Many of us have more than one device. It can connect to the internet. You can do wonderful things with the internet. However, I think it's really disgusting that in this day and age, we are left to rot, you know, there's, for lack of a better word, I don't like this analogy, but I'm going to use it for this, there's a thing called like a scrap heap, everyone knows what it is, it's a place where old, tired, or unloved things go to rot, to disintegrate into nothing, to disintegrate, to be forgotten about, and be like, you were once loved, cue sad music, you were once loved, You know, you're once desired, you once had something to give, but something happened to you, maybe a part broke, or maybe you are now faulty, you now have nothing to offer, so we're going to gently play, or throw you, you know, we'll throw you on, we're going to throw you onto the scrap heap, there you will stay because that's your face, it's not a thing, it shouldn't be a thing, we're people, you know, We we are someone to someone, we are someone's wife, we're someone's husband, we're someone's... We're a loved one. And I personally think that it's like now, if I'm being honest, right over here, when I think about all the experience I've gained from being chronically ill, a lot of it has been a hard marathon to run. My last, I don't know what you call it, my last cycle of being an adult, I guess. When I hit, I was unemployed, so that was like a different journey, or a different patch of my journey that I'm on now. When I was unemployed, I saw what really happens when the shit hits the fan, and I saw what mankind can do to each other. When I became ill, the stress was up a notch, because I was trying, and I think a lot of us can relate. I was trying to understand, you know, triggers and symptoms. When you become ill, that doesn't stop. Your life still has to adapt to things. Your environment changes all the time. You know, you might have an illness for years and years. You might have different symptoms that happen all the time. It's not that, oh you have this now, you know, you know it. You're you're kind of like a professional knower of migraine. Or you should have a PhD in chronic fatigue or whatever. It doesn't happen that way. But when it comes to society as a whole, it's like, it used to be when I was growing up that people would say about the elderly, they are another part of society that are forgotten. And it's weird because when I was growing up, I remember looking at my elders and they would sit there and they would kind of look back on the good old days because in their mind, they couldn't move forward. They'd hit an age where they couldn't go back to work. They couldn't, they were kind of, for lack of a better word, set in their ways, the people I knew, set in their ways, and they couldn't move forward, they couldn't go back, so they were stuck. And it's kind of, I never thought I would be like that. I never thought I'd feel the way that that feels. When you're sat there, it's kind of like mindfulness. When you're sat there in a room, and maybe you're waiting for everyone to come home from their work, you know, and you, you might hear them get up and go to work. You might hear them talk about their day and the people that they're coming across at work, and they might say whether they've had a shoddy day or whether they've had a good day. But it's like, you look around, you're thinking, I have a whole CV. I work bloody hard on building this CV. I put in the time, I put in the energy, and above all else, I put in the effort. And now where am I? I'm in a room watching the world outside, and thinking today, I can't go there, I can't do this, because my body is letting me down, and that's another thing, inclusiveness is like, there. I found this poll today, well not a poll, I think it's more or less a petition, I found this petition today, someone on Instagram was talking about flexible working, and they were saying that if you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I'll try and find it and I'll um, I'll kind of let you know more about it. I'll try and retweet it or try and put it up on my thing so you can be a part of it if you so wish. And they were saying, my my kind of gist of it was that new mums, they want to get back into the workplace. Depending on what career you, um, you have, a lot of the time you can't go back because they're like, well, you have a uterus. I'm guessing you're planning on using it, right? You're planning on having a kid. You're planning on on extending your family. If you go, you're easily replaced. And I think for a lot of women, that's a problem. And I think that with flexible working, this is something I'm very interested in. And here's why. When I was unemployed, I remember I felt like I was being pushed into a job I didn't want. I told them, I remember at the time, I told them I wanted a creative job. I was even pushing to go into a florist, but the recession just hit, and there weren't any active vacancies around, and I didn't have any experience. Imagination, yeah, plenty of that, but I didn't have any experience. I couldn't tell you the difference between one flower or another. Flowers are not my forte, but for me, I thought, okay, I have enthusiasm, and I have a willingness to learn, And for me, it was like like like-minded people. Because being unemployed, I had no one that I could really talk to. I had no one really, you know, I was emotional, I was highly stressed, and I was being pushed into things I didn't want to do, and I felt I had no say over. All because the banks let us down. My generation and the generation that were in work had companies, you know, that spat them out and said, I'm sorry, but it's between us, you know, Us and you, and I'm sorry, but we've got to let you go. The company has, you know, we've got people to support. And it's like, when I was unemployed, it was, I had, I was around people that were depressed. I was around people, you were seeing people at their lowest ebb, thinking, how in God's name did I get here? And this is very similar. It's not the same depressed, because the people that I talk to in the chronic illness community are much like myself in the way that they wake up every day think okay am I okay some days I wake up and I can't move and I think how am I gonna get out of bed how am I gonna actually get washed and dressed this is realness it's not something we make up when I was on you know unemployment and I remember thinking I need to find a job I need to get myself out of this negative because I knew I could I knew that if the right job had come across I can hop onto that and think, wow, that shit kind of journey is in the rearview mirror now. But it never happened. In fact, it made me more ill. Now, however, when you look around, I think that people are coming to terms with the fact, yes, we are here. Yes, we are ill. Yes, we have chronic illnesses. We can't change that. If we could, bloody hell would we. But we can't. And it's like, we know what we can do. And through trial and tribulations, we know what we can't do. We just need someone to take a chance on us. Don't see us for the fact that we can't come into the office every day. You can't come into work every day because you're ill. You know, and I can't run a business like that. But you can. Because we still have qualifications. We still have experience. We still have a willingness to learn. A lot of us still have a device. We're connected to the internet. For a lot of us, it's our way of getting a sign out into the world. When I have a bad day, I feel like part of the reason why I'm here is to spread awareness of the fact that I have health conditions. I seem to have kind of, you know, I I seem to have a scroll now. I (laughs) I look at my little ID medical bracelet. You can have a look at it on Instagram if you wish to. I'll give you all the details at the end of this. I have this little medical bracelet that I made. And it's like, okay, every year I'm like, do I add one or do I have to take you off? Because I'm none the wiser, you know. And it's weird. This time, uh, earlier this year, I thought I was being tested for lupus. I didn't. I wrote on a medical ID about lupus. And then I had to redo one to take lupus off. So it's kind of like, yeah, our health is sometimes flawed, you know. But... Our willingness to learn isn't. It might take us a few rounds of things. I still, I mean, I learned to crochet at the end of last year. And there are some kind of ways, like, you're trying to learn to do things. And you have to keep coming back to it. But it's fine, because we have a willingness. As my nan used to say, where there's a will, there's a way. And I'm of the belief that society as it is doesn't work for everyone right now. We all know that. Society as it is now... You have rich, the riches getting richer. You have people living in poverty. You have people that are trying to hold down two jobs to make it. You have people that don't know what's going to happen to their pay packet from one month to the next. You have zero hour contracts. You have the gig economy. We are all trying to work things out because life as we know it isn't sustainable. Because we're trying to figure out what's going to happen from one year to the next. A comparison. One of my siblings has bought a house. One of my siblings has, you know, they bought a house and they are in a job that allows them to have money to buy a house. I don't. I'm older. There's two years difference, but I don't have that. And why? Because the economy and because society thinks you're ill, you should stay being ill. I can't go back into education because, if I'm being honest, I've been there, I've done that, I've got no use or rhyme for it. I'm of the belief I spent my youth building up qualifications that in my older years should serve me going where I want to go. It's like playing a game, you go through levels. That's how I see it. But for me, it's like, how is it fair, right? Being ill. We still have things to offer. I've talked about it in previous episodes of this podcast. And for me, flexible working would work out great. If there was a radio station around here, if I'm being honest, I live close by to a few that are voluntary, but I'm of the mind, I'm going to be doing an episode on voluntary, I think, in the near future. I think it's something that we need to talk about, being chronically ill. So if you have anything you want to share, let me know. I'm going to make a note of that now. But radio stations around me, most of them are voluntary. If I could find a radio station close by that would take me on, that I could do flexible, even if I could broadcast from my bed, much like I do recording my podcast, I would be the happiest bloody woman in the world. I tell you, I really would be. And you know what? I'm actually going to tag radio stations on this um, podcast when I share it. So, if you want to see what actually happens and you're new here make sure to stay tuned because let's see what happens when i tag them because i'm of the mind i'm gonna actually do a pitch right so this is my pitch i'm gonna see if anyone picks this up okay hi i'm jem swallow i live in shirley in southampton in the uk i have experience in radio and radio presenting i also have experience in voiceover work i am a podcaster And I present a podcast called Quirky Gems Podcast. I also used to present a podcast called Imagination Within. I would love to become a radio presenter. I would love the opportunity for even a few hours a week to broadcast, maybe from my bedroom, for you, and maybe we can work something out. I'm enthusiastic and I'm willing to learn. So if you'd like to take me on, you would be making a woman very happy. Thank you. That is my pitch. Let's see who picks it up. Probably no one if I'm being honest, but let's see. So, inclusiveness, more has to be done. In terms of this petition that I found, I personally think that you should be able to work flexible. If you have the experience to work and you have, you're in a job that can do it, I think you should be able to work flexible. I also think it's like school. My education let me down, it was flexible but they didn't have the foundations in order to support me. That's fine, I got most of my education when I left school. College was the same, I believe I was just a number to make up the room, you know, the class of the room. That's fine, I still got experience away from college, but I believe, and I I stand with the people that are fighting for inclusiveness, I believe more needs to be done. We are not a forgotten generation. Millions of people are living with chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, endometriosis, migraine, Lyme disease, hypermobility, IIH, what else have we got? EDS, we have, these are just a few I know of, POTS, polycystic ovary syndrome, arthritis, pelvic pain, pelvic inflammation, What else do we have? I'm trying to think of all the ones that I know of based on being on social media and getting the word out there. I think fibroids. What else do we have? Anxiety. Depression. I'm trying to think of all the other ones. Is that all the ones I know of? I'm trying to list all the hashtags in my mind. But these are the ones, you know, there are plenty out there that don't have someone to kind of say, I have this, I have this. But believe me, we do exist. And we do need to have a place in society that doesn't depend on having assessments every year, having to feel like we are worthless because we're left to it. And the fact that our qualifications, they don't lead to a dead end. They can't. You know? If we are if we are a if you're a part of a family and you're a part of society, if people know you exist and you're putting something out there and you are known We can't just end up on a scrap heap. And if so, that's not okay. I think the world needs to wake up and the world needs to make sure that we are heard and that so for that I stand with inclusiveness and I hope that you do too. And that's the rant over with (laughs) That got really heavy really quickly. But when I was thinking about this, this is what goes through my mind when I'm having a flare up. When even though I'm extremely exhausted i can barely climb the stairs to get into my bedroom i can barely eat tears are streaming down my face and i'm thinking how long do i have to ride this out and it hurts and my body aches and in my head i'm thinking we are a country if you're in the uk we are a world if you're somewhere else we are all connected in some way that we all have these conditions okay and a lot of us you don't you've probably never met me I might have what you have, or I might have what someone you love or someone you know has. I have never met you. If you want to say hi, that would be great. But I'm, you know, there's a connection there. There's a connection that we're all human and that we all deserve to be heard and acknowledged. So what does inclusiveness mean to you? Does it mean the same thing? Does it mean something different? Let me know if you wish to you can do so by contacting me on my socials that's twitter and on instagram it's at gems quirky on both if you wish to you can comment me or you can direct message me completely up to you and uh, if you do, I might even uh, do a shout-out. You can also, if you want to go onto Anchor app, if that's where you get your podcast from, if not, don't worry, but Anchor app, if you want to leave me a voice message, you can do. It takes no credit from your phone. It just uses your microphone if you have one. Kind of like leaving a voicemail if that's what you feel comfortable with. Let me know if you're enjoying these episodes, and you might even get featured in a future episode. To do that, it's anchor.fm forward slash quirky slash gems slash podcast and to find out more information you can find my website it's gem.wordpress.com. i try and podcast at least once a week sometimes i might be too thrown into the mix but i'm trying to do once a week because it's easiest for me and uh yeah so i hope that you enjoy this podcast episode and uh i hope that maybe it's given you something to think about and uh let me know how you find it as ever thank you so much for tuning in and for listening i hope that you will stick with me for future episodes and it's been great it's been a blast it's been a (laughs) ball i will speak to you soon guys take it easy thanks for listening and uh yeah